This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Michael here with you. And uh, I'm in the studio this summer, and uh, we're going to be answering a few questions throughout the summer, just some sneak peeks, get you interested, keep you here, and uh, little surprises. So uh, we are coming back in the fall, and we're coming back with a brand new format. Really excited. Pastor Tim and I are pumped, and uh, we're going to have some extra special guests and different formats and different things for you. It's going to be a surprise, but before now and then, we wanted to give you some Q&A action. Because many of you have come to us and said, can you do something? And we've said, sure. Questions are still coming in. So here we go. Here's today's question. Is it okay for someone to cross-dress? <laughs> well, again, I've got the legs for it, so yeah. I, I, th- I think it works. <laughs> Goodness. Well, first of all, thank you for the really easy um, softball. Appreciate that one. Um, second of all, b- believe it or not, this is uh, not as unusual as some people would imagine. So even in the Christian world, um, there are there are men and women who go to work um, nine to five. They dress as the as their gender, if you will, or their sex, and uh, then they go home and they dress up as someone of the opposite sex. And so, uh, uh, ironically, somebody can be heterosexual and a cross dresser. So I think some people got to get um, maybe some categories out of their brain that. If somehow you're a cross-dresser, you are uh, some sexual variant, uh, homosexual, bisexual, et cetera. And it's not necessarily the case. Actually, there are a, there are a number of women uh, in Christian circles who go to evangelical churches, um, particularly who are married to male cross-dressers. Um, less so, it seems, with men being married to women cross-dressers, but that is, it is a real thing. So the question would be, is it, is it wrong? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you two different categories of this issue, and uh, and then we're going to answer them. So the first category would be that of like kids and Halloween, et cetera. I remember when I was a kid, I, I dressed up as a girl for Halloween. Okay, Is that cross-dressing? No, that's not technically cross-dressing. It's more of a gimmick. It's more of a game. It's Halloween, et cetera. We got to make a distinction in our brains between things like Halloween and actual real-life men and women who are doing this. Uh, that would be one category. The second category would be that second category of people who literally come home and they have alternate identities. And so uh, I have interacted with and engaged with people who actually go by a whole different name uh, at home. They'll come home uh, maybe as Bill, and then they will dress up as Jenny at home, and their kids and their wife will call them Jenny. Uh, he will become she at nighttime, put on makeup, go to bed, and then wake up the next day and go to work as a man and then come home. This is a real phenomenon. What I would say is that in Scripture, um, what is supposed to happen is that God is communicating when he creates us through our biology what he expects our gender expressions to look like to a degree. And so it seems that gender expressions are to follow both biology and cultural norms about that said gender. And ultimately, the Word of God is going to communicate things about manhood. And if culture says something different, then, well, the culture loses. And so when we think about, like, the question, what is masculinity, what is femininity, it's a combination of biblical principles and cultural expression. And so one of the things that's supposed to happen is that a man is supposed to do manly things and dress in a way that the culture recognizes as masculine. 
That would be a consistent biblical principle as Paul talks about things like men having long hair and women having short hair. Those are culturally distinct and unique discussions where Paul in 1 Corinthians especially, um, 11, is trying to make a point that men are supposed to act like men in their biblical attributes and dress like men in the way that culture understands masculinity. That this is a profound connection that God deeply values. So what happens when you have a man who dresses like a woman and takes on a woman's name and expresses himself culturally as a woman, we'll say at home or, or on the town at night, that this is a symptom of something broken in that person's masculinity if it's a biological male or femininity if it's a biological female. And so what we try to do as Christians is not advocate uh, signs of brokenness in our lives. I don't want to continue to do things that are the overflow of broken places in my heart. And so if I know that I have an attraction to something because of an experience that I had and that experience was negative, I don't want to feed that attraction and thereby validate the experience. What I want to do is recognize that there are going to be experiences that I have in my life that may produce unhealthy attractions. For example, let's let's take this to a non-sexual level. I may smoke uh, heroin. And I may do this thing. There might be this catalytic event and it produces in me a desire. But just because that desire is there does not mean I need to uh, give into it. And as I give into it, it's the result of a broken thing that I did or that happened. In the same way, there are things that happen to us as people that when we are violated sexually or there's sexual abuse, it actually breaks inside of us what is normal and right and God-ordained attraction. And so what we need to be able to do is recognize that there are impulses that I have in my body that are there, not because God put them there, but they're the result of sinful things that have done, been done to me. And when those sinful things have been done to me, they broke something inside of me. This is very normal. This is very common. And so what we have to be able to do is look at Scripture. And Scripture says, here are right ways to be attracted. Here are right ways to dress. Here are right ways to act like a man or act like a woman. These are things that men do, and these are things that women do. And so we're supposed to pursue those things biblically and the cultural expressions of those. I know it's a complicated subject, and really uh, when it pertains to the church— uh, the counsel I would give to men and women who call themselves Christians, don't give in to these identities and desires that are contrary to your biology and how culture understands these expressions. That'd be number one. If I'm talking to non-Christians, I probably am just going to have a really different conversation. Um, I, I don't have this um, strong sense of, of judginess or anger or condemnation or anything of the sorts. Like if you were not a Christian and you were my buddy and you came up to me and said, hey, FYI, I'm a cross-dresser, it wouldn't, it, it wouldn't like wreck my world. Um, it would not make me say something like, I can't be around you. I can't hang out with you. None of that would, would happen. I don't, if you're not a believer in Jesus, I'm not expecting you to align your life with biblical principles. On the other hand, if you're going to claim the name of Jesus, then what we mutually have in common by claiming that name is submission to the authority of his word. And when his word says, for example, act like men, we need to figure out what that means and do it. When he says that women are supposed to do certain things and that there's these things that come with femininity, it is our job as women, well, your job as women, to figure out what that is and to figure out how to live that so that we're faithful to God's word in the culture we live in. So I hope that helps you. Uh, and again, if, uh, I, I, I don't think 
this is as pervasive of an issue maybe as, we'll say, uh, deviant attractions, um, but it is a real issue, hence the fact that somebody's even asking the question. So I hope this helps, gives you maybe some biblical categories of this. And uh, I want to encourage you guys to keep submitting your questions. And, and, and every couple of weeks, check back in the podcast. We're going to release an episode here and there. And uh, we want to help answer questions that you're dealing with in an everyday life. So can't wait to see you back again here in a week or two. And also looking forward to our post-Labor Day launch. Thanks for joining us. And we will see you then.